they say, I don't have time for sure. It's, I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe that you believe you don't have time. Right. But the problem is, is that it won't, those excuses don't fly for right. those of us that it's like, okay, what time do you wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. It's something that I even say to you oftentimes. Excuse you. But I do. It's fair to say it. Is it that is. the reality is that you say, it's like, I don't have time to do this. And it's like, well, you wake up at 530. I wake up at three. You see what I have to deal with yeah, people? It's awful. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's where, that's where it's, you don't get any sympathy. No. There's no sympathy. No, and that's where that. it's just like, you just, if it's a priority, you get it done. Welcome to the It's Possible podcast, where we tackle topics between life, business, and everything in between, and how we make it all possible with your hosts, John and Amy. Let's take it away. All right, so we're back. We're back. Yep. You got something to say? I do. You got things to say? Oh, no, though. I know, you're fired up. Want me to help you remember? Yeah, I lost it. That's okay. So, so we have some, um, so some, some things that we definitely, uh, talked about from, um, I know like conversation we had the other day, which was, um, we were playing, our, our son has signed up for T-ball. Yes. And this is, uh, and so this is Jack-Jack. And so Jack-Jack has T-ball, it's coming up and, um, and we've had some communication issues that have been trying to get just the practices figured out. And so ultimately it's, it's resulted in um, us having some time wasted uh, where we have shown up to practice fields and there is no practice and kind of stuff like that. And, um, and it reminded me of the other day when we were talking of uh, the guy that was my mentor when I was at the military school. Yes. Um, one of the things that I, Hadn't experienced yet in my professional life because, to be honest, my professional life at that point was quite limited on how much experience I had had. You know, I think like, that was literally like your first, no, your yeah. first job was detailing cars when we were married. Well, I mean, we before also, then. We, we did stretch and grow, right? We were, we were. Uh, that doesn't count. We were instructors. We built our own curriculum. That's where it was at. No, that's true. It doesn't count. But anyway. You just so were it was a limited, spoiled right? baby and you never had to work. I know. Anyway, we'll move on from that. It's not a productive conversation. Oh, it can, this, it can be but productive. But not, not for this podcast. That's another one. Anyway. So, but one of the things that I had to get used to and something he talked about is just, he said that just uh, folks nowadays just are not considerate of one another's time. Yes. And, and, and no one, no one considers, they're only going to be worried about what they have to take care of well, and they're not willing to think about the inconvenience or time factor or anything else that has to happen with anyone else because it doesn't matter to them. They, they're not involved. And I think, well, yeah, so this this is why I'm very fired up about because it it's happened. I got it back now. You're but welcome. it's happened in multiple fronts the last couple weeks. And it's pissed me off. So just the advent of being considerate in and of itself so, of course, the the big one is being considerate of other people's time. So you see it in things like going to the DMV, right? Where, like, life has been totally sucked out of these poor employees. Right. That they don't care that you've been waiting in line for 472 minutes. And you get up there and you're missing one line of 
a document that you thought was taken care or whatever it is. Like, they don't care. You experience it with shitty customer service with places where it's, or, or like when we're, um, <clears throat> one of the worst things was when we were trying to buy and sell the house. So we had come up from Florida, right? And trying to finish closing on our house down there was a literal nightmare because Virginia was ready. They yeah. were ready like two weeks ago. And it literally just had to do with one guy that didn't give a crap about anyone else. Yeah, His, the buyer's broker. Yeah, it was, it was very there. much like a, no, no, I'll get to it when I get to it. They're just, they don't care, right? And we've, again, we've experienced that with T-Ball, which is really irritating, right? Of just lack of consideration of people's time. Lack of consideration in communication. So one of the main reasons why we have started our own business, and it's why I'm a big advocate for, you know, like a 24-hour turnaround, 48 hours, like, maximum, yeah. Right. Because that seems to be like the average for everybody. But it always irritates me because, of course, there has to be balance. You cannot be up all night answering every single inquiry and question from some. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. people need to learn how to that they are not the most important person in the room. Right. Because right? that people struggle with that. But of just just fundamental customer service and communication, if if. If you have a problem and you are waiting for a result, the emails I always hate are like, oh, well, we forwarded this on to the next person. Or if there's multiple middlemen in the process, you're just, you're, there's so many hands in the pot and I can't stand that because eventually the ball gets dropped somewhere because people just don't communicate. Right. Just simple customer service in the sense of replying back and saying, you know what, I recognize that this is taking you know, a little bit longer, or this is where we're at in the process, or we don't have this completed yet, but this is what we're looking at. But just, just basic communication, even if it is a problem, right. goes a long way. And people don't care. You know, they don't, they don't think about anybody else but themselves. Now, granted. Now, there's also another, uh, an, there is another side of it where, People, people can get can get seriously busy, of and course, that, and that's one of those things where it's and that's where it's on the flip side too is understanding it's it's the lack or a loss of humanity mm-hmm. that embodies and not embodies emboldens keyboard warriors, mm-hmm. right? So the reality is is that the same people that just become absolutely uh, flabbergasted, outraged, um, enraged. When it's like, well, they have not gotten back to me. And obviously they don't care. And right. all of a sudden you start this this narrative that can take you down this downward spiral of like well, hate and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the reality was that if you were sitting with someone face to face, whatever nastiness that you were going to come back with, whatever low, uh, whatever irritation, um, whatever the words were that you say behind the screen, you're not going to say. Of course. Because you you have some humanity. And so I think on the other side of that, too, where it's just like always being understanding mm-hmm. and being able to be patient. There's always going to be a time and a place. Mm-hmm. But man, I can tell you for sure from personal experience with a company that I was just in love with. And I wanted to, I wanted to be able to like buy, buy products from them. And I really wanted to be able to, um, 
you know, I just, I followed them on social media. I followed anything that they put out and I bought some stuff and man, like they totally dropped the ball on like delivery. Communication was just not awesome, but I was super understanding mm-hmm. and just, I stayed on them, mm-hmm. continued to communicate and stayed mm-hmm. on. And the one thing that was nice is that they were apologetic and in the long run, it paid off of being able to maintain that humanity well, I, I, yes, I think that's an important factor. And absolutely, when you have digital communication only, there's so much that's inferred and that's a problem. Right. And I can't remember what it was, but we had this the other day where it's like someone responded to us and we're like, okay, clearly that could mean this. And she's absolutely being a bitch. Or it could mean this. Or you know what or, I'm saying? Or they're totally kidding. Or they're totally By the kidding. Way, that ended up being that they were totally kidding. I followed up on it this morning. Like this is like. Real. Oh no, that's not what I'm talking. Well, about. I'm talking about that. I know what you're talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something else. And no one knows what either of us are talking. No, about. but they're we welcome. do. We got yeah, it. And that's all that matters. There you go. But oh, I know what it was. Um, but I'm not going to say it just in case. But it was, it, you know, in regards to a problem that was occurring, and the response back could have been taken very snarky and very bitchy or it co- totally could have went the other way where it was just, oh, no, I totally get it. I understand. Um, oh, gosh, this is not going to make sense. Um, I can't. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Hopefully the microphones weren't good enough to be able to pick that up. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you. No, you're okay. It. We'll know. We'll be able to edit it. Um, anyway, so it... The idea that tone seems to be a problem in digital communication, of right? Course. You can't pick it up and you can't... Sarcasm is lost. Sarcasm is lost. What they really meant is lost. The time on which they respond to you... Well, because goes... because of immediate gratification, and now some of these messages, especially if you're messaging, say through Facebook, mm-hmm. where you can see that someone has seen, they've read your post, or yeah. if you're on like iPhones and you have iMessage yeah. where it says like read, and you're like, that son of a bitch has not messaged me. I know you. I know you've seen this. This happened to us for another. One. Talk about uh, stories that are common. So we're helping manage uh, one of the social media accounts, and mm-hmm. we have a someone that's very disgruntled with one of the accounts and they've messaged us and they've explained a problem that has arisen. Mm -hmm. And so I, we, we read it. So we read the message. Obviously it shows this person that we've read it. And what we've done is now we've read it and I'm talking 75 seconds have gone by because we've now reached out to our client, communicating with the client you and I have communicated because we're not together. I'm mm-hmm. at baseball practice. You're at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in 75 seconds, the person has screenshotted the fact that we've read the message mm-hmm. and that we haven't responded yet and has already followed up with a message telling us how unprofessional we are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I see you've read this and it's super unprofessional that you haven't. I mean, I'm literally typing out the response as her outraged response is coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Click and send, and it's just, dude, it's like, real, folks, well, relax. It, yeah, and it's if it's been forty eight hours, if it's been seventy two hours, right? And maybe that's just it's just a change of 
you know, we're not going to go super old school and be like, well, I mean, back in the day, right. the Pony Express, right. you were lucky if you got a response in three months. Right. And, th- and I understand that there's a massive disconnect there. But there is a problem with digital communication for sure in being able, because we are human beings and so much of what we have learned since the time we were born was how to be able to read another person. Right. If a person standing in front of you, you can sense things, you can sense their mood, you can sense their, you know, body language just based off, you know, nonverbal cues. And of course this gets removed when you have digital communication only. And so, so much goes through your brain just assuming the absolute worst when someone doesn't get back to you. On the flip side, the fact that it's 2019 and everybody has a phone or a computer or a tablet or a device literally attached to their hip 24-7, there leaves little excuse for why it takes so long in some circumstances to get back to people. And that bothers me as well. Is it just people stop caring about other people. They think, well, I, I, it's just not my problem. I don't have to worry about it. And, and, and it becomes things where it's, you know, when we're, when we're trying to buy the house and it's, there's, your hands are tied. And I remember literally, like, it was probably massively unprofessional, but, you know, we're reaching out to our buyer's broker and just literally begging, can you please, please take some time and just, like, fill out this document for, for 10 minutes. That's all we need you to do. And then this can be over. And they don't care. You know, they don't care about the fact that if we can't finish the close on this house in Florida, we don't get the house in Virginia and we're homeless. You know, we had been up here and we were going to have to like live in a hotel. Luckily, thank goodness, the people that were selling the house that we're in now were like, just go ahead and move in and like you can be there. And if it's longer than 30 days, we'll just start charging you rent. But like you can go in. So luckily there was some kindness there. But if not... The reality is, is that we, we, co- we totally could have gotten screwed just because of somebody not giving a shit. And that bothers me because it happens too frequently. Again, there are the crazies, right? That if you don't respond within 75 seconds, they're going to let you know what a terrible person you are. But then there absolutely are people on the other side that are radio silence all the time. You know, and that's what we're experiencing right now with, with Jack with T-Ball is just the fact that, you know, we have not heard anything from them on when practices and when when we're supposed to be where, so we have to reach out to the league, and the league tells us, and then we show up to practice, and nobody is there. And, you know, there's lots of excuses that are made, like, oh, they're busy, or oh, they're this, and it's literally, that excuse for me only flies so far, because... We are on fire. Are you hospitalized? But even so, like, think of all the... If you're on fire, you can't message back. Okay, if you're on fire, that's fine. If you're being tortured in a dark medieval chamber, fine. But, like, when when you think about being busy, and again, this is is not, like, a holier-than-thou type situation, but we're we're pretty damn busy, John. We literally... Yes, Yes, Amy. 
Yes, like you should. <laughs> but I mean, we sacrifice sleep. You wake up in the middle of the night. We literally never watch TV or have like that that downtime. We have no idea what's going on with like the world news because literally from the moment we get up until we finally do pass out at night, it's some element of work. Now, is it unhealthy? Perhaps. We're also massively in the grind and we have to feed our damn kids, right? Yeah, but so, you, you also count, when you say work, you count um, time with the kids as that work time as well, though. Yes and no. You know like, I mean? it's, like, it's... it's The reality, we, we do... We do have a work-life balance to where we are working. I do get up very, very early in the morning. Well, yeah, I but guess then, that needs to be you know stated. I mean? Is, is that it's not like, do. yeah, we shun the kids and but are locked as far as in like a room. doing what we want to do. Right. When Truly it, what, like, is Because every single time. day, it's like, okay, we got to take the kids to the park. Right, of course. We get, you know, Just and it's... Being, being a parent. Being a parent. Totally. And it's part of it of, like, yes, you enjoy being with your kids, but it also is like going to the park is literally the last thing I want to do. Well, this All is... I want Without a doubt. Right. And, but this is one of those things. The reason why we we do the pot We don't do the... At least, I, I don't feel like we do the podcast. We don't do this because it's like, oh, God, we have to... We got to do this. Mm. It's... It, this is a nice thing because it's... It allows us to say, we we need to do this because it's part of something that we've started and it's part of the business. Mm-hmm. But it it's very much almost something where you and I kind of like have an agreement where it's... We have an, you know, an hour oftentimes... Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, we're going to take time to have a conversation mm-hmm. instead of just you and I, we communicate all day long mm-hmm. and maybe we'll communicate as long as I can stay awake, which is like seven and a half minutes before I fall asleep at night. So the reality is this is one thing that is nice where it, 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 we've talked about this before and we're very upfront about it. This is very much for us. Yes. You, this is a window where you can kind of, everyone that's listening, the five of you, you can get to know us a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, this is just very much for us to be able to kind of talk through things and mm-hmm. talk about things that we think are important or the things that we found. Right, but it absolutely comes at a cost in the sense that we know by spending the hour in the room... We're not going to watch the day of the show. Yeah, we right. don't. We Yeah, it's, it's, it's those types of exchanges because we literally don't have enough time because we don't have just a nine-to-five job. Right. We, well, we by, have... But yeah, by choice. By choice. By <laughs> yeah. choice. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, so... When it comes to being busy, it's not... Yeah, don't talk to us about being busy. Don't, yeah. yeah. And do, <laughs> That's not about it. It's just, it, people People get lazy, and literally the thought is just, I don't care enough. Yeah. And just be honest with that. I don't care it's enough. Not, and that's what I always thought. I can't remember. Um, I want to say... It's, it, people it say, is, I don't have time. And, I don't have time. Right. Right? And, and um, it's a combination. I've heard it a bunch of times. I want to give Tim Allen some type of attribute it to it and I can't remember what role it was whether it was a home improvement episode or whether it was part of Santa Claus or whatever it was but it was like I'm obligated no I think it's in jungle to jungle oh uh, yes and this is the story oh I'm, he didn't know that the story obligated I'm obligated yep right I'm obligated to do this yes and so this is a big for all you 90s babies out there right maybe you'll get it the was reference. a horrible movie but it was awesome when you're like nine that, that boy be... was a hunky stud he was from the jungle no he had long hair and i do not <laughs> like long hair my favorite scene is when he's got all the fish he's eating all the fish mm-hmm. and then he's replaced it with all like the nasty like lake perch trout has put it back into like a tropical fish tank and the guy, the dad comes back and it's just all these nasty, gross fish. <laughs> no, I do not remember weird. that it's many a... details about <laughs> I don't know, it. I don't know why I remember. Anyway, the obligated lesson sat with me, but it also comes with um, 
the concept of being obligated to do something. And, but also it's, and I can't remember where it comes from, but when, it, instead of saying, I don't have time, you just say, it's not a priority. Well, that's exactly what that yeah, means. This is not for sure, but it's, this is not important. It's not important enough. <laughs> right. And that, me. but that's <clears throat> the problem is everybody is so stressed nowadays that people stop giving a shit about anybody else because their brains are so overloaded that they, they physically don't have the energy to dedicate to anything else. And that's a problem. Yeah. But, and, that, you know, but it, 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 it's so easy. That's because, so easy to have that happen. And it can happen absolutely subconsciously. Like it just, it just happens. And one day you realize, you know, that you're just, it's, you become so self-involved and so, right. self, I mean, it's been work, work for me. And I remember when I made the decision and this is not like a, me patting myself on the back. It's this does not happen often. Mm -hmm. And it's these one or two instances that I've said like, okay, this has to be a priority. Otherwise my answer can always be, I don't have time. Right. Cause that I could legitimately say, right. I don't have time. And this is going to be throwing the baseball with Mike mm -hmm. and playing video games with him. If you want to be able to play video games for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and it's, I found myself constantly telling, so you could fill that fill that blank in with whatever. But it's mm -hmm. it's very much with your kids. Mm -hmm. Your kids say, "Hey, can you do this with me?" And all you think about is, <laughs> "No, no. <laughs> absolutely not." I I already have fifteen things that aren't going to get done today, right? Because I don't have enough time to get those done. Mm -hmm. Let alone do something that's not on that list. Right. And I remember having a very conscious thought of, you know what? I can't always be telling him no. Right. I have to make sure that, and that, and the, the thought as cheesy as it sounds totally goes through your mind of, am I telling him that what he's is not important to me? Yes. And it is. And so that's where once <laughs> I had that, but once I had that thought of this is important to him, I need to make it important to me. It can't be every day. Right. But it definitely is something where once I kind of had that switch, it really did make a difference for me. Mm -hmm. And I do make that time. Well, and it's, so it just comes down to just, again, being considerate of the other person and what their experiences. If they're psychotic and it's been longer than 75 seconds when before you respond to something or do something, then fine. But like the advent of constantly pushing things to the back burner is massively inconsiderate. And it again, just considering so this is this is another part that I want to get to of considering another person in terms of acknowledging that there may be more to their situation than what you understand. Oh, without a doubt. And this this has really gotten me lately because um with sweet Jack Jack, um school has started back up. We have had some serious extraneous stress going on in our house yep. by having, we're having, you know, yeah. John's brother and family move here and there was a different dynamic and we had some, you know, we had extra kids here. We had our niece and nephew and there was just an exceptional amount of stress that was happening. And each of our boys kind of um, elicited their reaction to that stress differently the way that they do, right? Michael sobs and says that he can't take it anymore, right? Sobs and hides. Sobs and hides, right? Henry 
thinks it's play because he's so little and he thinks everything's a party. So he will like elicit, you know, someone will angrily, his, uh, one of his cousins will come up and push him angrily and he thinks it's a game. It's like, oh, this is fun. I'll like put him in a headlock and just everybody's screaming or he starts, you know, hitting him over the head with things because he thinks it's a game, right? Well, because he comes from two older brothers. Two older brothers. So where, definitely where if you push somebody, physical. oh, we're playing now. This is time to, yeah. Right. This is rough and tumble boys, right? And then Jack-Jack is very different from our other two in the sense that um, he can socialize. He's not socially awkward. For sure, he can make friends easily. He's not shy, but he is introverted like me to the point where it's, if I want to socialize, I will. If I don't, then you better get the hell away from me. Yeah, and there that. is, yeah, there is kind of that fine line of, this is fun, this is fun, this is fun. You better back the hell off. Yeah, this is not fun anymore. Yeah. And it's usually led to, he's handsy anyway. And it's what I've told the teachers from the beginning. And luckily so far, he's had good teachers that understand. He is tactile with everything. It's how he learns. It's how he explores. It's how he studies. It's how he fights, right? It's, he is a tinker. If he, wanna, if he wants to figure out how something works, just give him a, a car or a toy or an electronic or something he's not supposed to have, and he will take it apart. That's how he figures things out. And he's had some behavioral issues with a lot of kids since he was little in just the sense that if they invade his space too much, right? Because he, we, we think he may fall somewhere on the sensory disorder issue a little bit in the sense that he suffers from anxiety and can get easily overwhelmed in situations that involve a lot of people. A lot of sound. A lot of sound, right? Um, and... If he's not ready for it. If he's not ready for it. Yeah. Right? And so he, if there are too many kids around or he's getting overwhelmed, it is a, it is a punch to the face. It is a, a shove. It is a claw your eyeballs out. You know, it varies on what it is, but he reacts with his hands the same way he learns. And so um, as he's getting older, of course, and through daily work, we are working with him on keeping his hands to himself, learning how to be able to use his words instead of his body. And he has gotten exponentially better at it right. as time has gone on. With that being said, there still is a lot of work to do. And the problem is, is that when he is around other kids, there's been a couple incidences lately where he's had some issues. As a mother, I instantly am mortified. I cry. And I want to hide in my shell, right? You get mama bear in the sense that you want to protect your son. Because I know that he is not trying to be a malicious asshole. Right. He is letting you know, without any question, that this is too much for me. And the problem is, lately, is that we have been experienced, or we have had some experience with some parents that, don't seem to fully understand that, of course. So it's the lack of consideration on our part. And again, this is this is kind of a fine line because it's very difficult on how they would be able to understand this. But in that same breath, it's the at least attempt to see that we are human beings as well. And this is not the first time that this has happened. 
Um, but they, other parents seem, I must have like that face that just reads like, go ahead and tell me exactly what's on your mind. Cause you have, I can take it. You have, you have definitely, you have lots of stories. I do. Just tell you whatever, whatever they, they think. think. Right. <laughs> and, but I mean, of these, these parents, like parenting my kid, you know, in front of us. Of like, tell, well, you know, you can't do that. And you we need to learn how to to be kind to our friends. Or the assumption that it's like, well, I just learned that he learns how to be how to be kind to others. And it's you 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 die a little bit inside as a mom. I'm gonna start crying. You you die a little bit inside as a mom because it's fuck you. You have no idea how much I work with my son. To make sure that they are good human beings and that they do the right thing. Well, especially nowadays, because nowadays you're not even allowed to be male. Well, that, right. And, but, and I've always hated that excuse too of like, oh, boys will be boys and rough and tumble boys. But they absolutely are. I mean, they're three brothers. There is no disconnect. I also, on the flip side, being a girl that had a brother and I was raised by my father, who very much, it was like, you know, toughen up or get out. It right. was, I don't care if you're bleeding, deal with that shit right. and just deal with it. And and I hate the assumptions like, oh, well, they're a girl. So you have to be kind to them. You can't push because they're a girl. And that's bullshit. It's why when you first met me, there was like a, whoa, because I the idea of like <clears throat> being you're chivalrous. Also from, you're also from Chicago. So right. There's, there's We're a little bit rude. But a it, little bit rude. You're a lot of it rude. Okay, yeah. Yeah, folks from up there are crazy rude. Okay. That's another podcast. Yeah. But yeah. um, it, the idea, it, I don't like the idea of having my door open for me. Or when we went out to dinner, it was like, no, you're not paying for me. I'll do it my damn self. Right. And again, part of that is being raised by my father of like, you don't need no man. Right. You know, but in that same breath, it's, I have always been treated like my brother in the sense that it is if you if you want to be viewed as an equal then step your shit up. Yeah. And that seems to be a disconnect in society today that it's like if you have sons you need to treat teach them to be nice to the girls and that you they can't handle the rough and tumbleness and I get that boys and girls are totally different species. Boys are absolute morons. Right? I have 3 of them. I know this, right? And they play differently. But for me, I'm just, I'm so sick of going around other people and they're just always being a problem because of, because my sons are boys. You know what I'm saying? And, and you that's feel, never you feel like you feel like you have to apologize for the fact that they're males. Right. All the time. Like, right. oh, yeah, they're idiots. Oh, yeah, they're just they're boys. They're going to run. Around. It's yes, they are going to run around and they are going to push and shove and wrestle and try to jump off the roof with a skateboard. Yes, they're moronic. I get that. But this is what they do. I'm getting to the point where I'm sick and tired of apologizing for my sons. Because they're not bad boys. Because they're not bad boys. And that's what pisses me off. Is that it's, does Jack need to learn to keep his hands to himself? Absolutely. Should he be punching people in the face? Of course not. Again, as a mother, you are mortified that this happens. You're so embarrassed. You want to crawl into a shell and die. 
But there is just this assumption from other people and this lack of consideration on our end of recognizing it would be different if we blew it off and were like, you know, whatever, my son's not in the wrong. I think there's but, a big, there's also a huge piece of this to where it's the conflict that we you run into oftentimes are going to be people that you know. So and they know you. It's different. If right. we're talking everyone's strangers. Right. Then you can't, at a park no, you can't be considered. And people start right. throwing fists in a park. It mainly is, it, it, in my opinion, just needs to be, well, let's just get everybody separated. Right. Cooler held heads right. will prevail. It's all good. Yeah. Like, it's we understand it happens. It's no big deal. But for the folks that know us, mm-hmm. for the families that have a relationship with mm-hmm. us, to have any other reaction other than, uh, yeah, ours, which is, we're sorry this has happened. Mm-hmm. For sure, we're continuing to working with them. Mm-hmm. If that's not some form of understanding, then... Then there's there's obviously other problems, right? But that's you know what I'm but that's saying. That's not problems on our side, but for sure it's it's getting tired of having to apologize for anyone being anything other than a female, right? Because for sure there seems to be this overwhelming in the culture right now is you're not allowed to be masculine, you're not allowed to be able to have any of these things that mm-hmm. could uh, just be viewed as violent, right? right? And that's so. And with the school, you know, we had a little bit last year and we've had it once already this year where it's they call and it's like, well, you know, this has happened and it's like, okay. And you immediately get embarrassed as a parent. You apologize, say, I'm so sorry, but I'm getting to the point because like last year it got to the point with Jack where he got handsy enough to where we got enough phone calls to where we had to like come in and have an official meeting, right? So we are preparing on our end as parents about what that's going to look like, what we need to do as parents to help Jack. And we get there and pretty much it's like, oh, it's not even a big deal. You know, in the grand scheme of things, like he's not even considered to be one of the problem kids. So it's like, why the hell are we here then? But that's the problem is every little thing has to become an issue. You know, it's and and, and I cannot handle this anymore of just parents listening to what their damn kids say and believing it is truth. If you are a parent and you have kids, understand that all children lie. All children are malicious assholes at some point or another. Period. Without a doubt. There is no gray area for that. And I'm just so sick of parent gossip of like, well, did you hear that this person said this on the bus and this person is no longer friends with this person? It's like, I don't give a shit. You guys, what the hell are we concerning ourselves with this for? We are making mountains out of molehills for every little thing. But this Back- is also... Oh, I am not done. Go for it. I am not done. Get it. Uh, back in the day, okay, and I'm not saying <clears throat> whether it's right or wrong, but the overparenting that exists today in the attempt to try to protect their kids or be good parents is doing the opposite. That is an issue. You want to fight every damn battle for your kid. So if your kid comes home and says, so-and-so was being mean to me, or so-and-so did this, because believe me, we have Michael Gavin, who is a soft, whiny teddy bear, who is mortally wounded by simple things. And again, I don't want him to change who he is. I don't want him to harden in the sense that he learns to push back those emotions because it's what it means to be a man. I don't want him to do that. But in the same respect, he's a soft ass kid. 
And our advice, because he'll come home and be like, well, this person said this and this person was mean to me. And can, can you call their mom and let them know? And it's in what universe does that go through your brain that you think that that's a normal response? And that's because of modern day parenting. Or that you think we're going to do that. Well, absolutely. We're like, hell no. If you handle your own shit and you try, we try to equip him with ways to build his confidence that he can respond appropriately to someone that is doing something that he doesn't like. And parents don't do that. You know, if, if Jack puts his hands on somebody, it is a problem. It is so not okay. And I don't mind being told as a parent that that is an issue, right? And, and, and I will handle it. And I am an adult enough to recognize and humble enough to recognize that my son is in the wrong in a lot of respects. But this instant assumption that because of what he did, that he's not kind or I hope that he learns that he needs to be nice to people. Or I hope that, you know what I'm saying? It's just, screw you. Because you have no idea how hard we work. You see 0.1% of 1% of who he is. You're not with him the other 99%. So you don't know how hard he works every moment of every day to not murder his brothers. No, but you when don't, they don't even see that, though. You're saying that they get to see the 0.1? No, they don't. They get to hear. Well, that's Point true. One. And no, you don't get to see it. Yeah. Because that's also, that's, that's the most hilarious thing about this whole situation. And one of the reasons why people would flee from the educational world, because I'm for sure one of them. Right. Is parents are the worst. They're f- and the reason why they're the worst is because you have a group of parents that started getting developed in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. That got the nickname helicopter parents. Mm-hmm. Helicopter moms turned into hovering moms to lawnmower moms, where it's all these different names have come about. But essentially, it's these moms, and I'm sure it's some dads too. Mm-hmm. I ran into some dads that I would happily run over mm-hmm. with a car. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that it's they feel the need to fight their children's battles for them to do their children's homework for them, Mm -hmm. to make sure that their science projects are done for them. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is you are handicapping your kids. You're literally cutting them off at the legs. Well, and that's the fine line is the, they seem, you know, again, back in the day, you hear stories where it's like my, my dad literally didn't even know where my school was. Right. Mm -hmm. To nowadays where it is, they are calling the school. For sure, you got psychotic parents that if the kid did not get the A plus on every single assignment, you were getting calls demanding that the teacher is fired. Like that's the, that's the insanity. I sat in parent teacher conferences for a child that didn't get a 97 and they got a 94, right? So that's going to be like A minus or up in the NA. And when it ends up getting described or understood were in the meeting the teacher lays out well this is why they missed the points they didn't turn in this or mm-hmm. they didn't do this mm-hmm. the parents like well that's not what my child said mm-hmm. what but that's a thing is in it and it's starting on the elementary level and i'm right. just i'm so sick of it of yes you want to know Enough about your kids to know, okay, who are their friends? What are their likes? What's going on? Mm -hmm. But this assumption that you are going to know everything is a huge facade. That you you want 
to know everything? No. But it's your kid is going to lie to you. And I think parents try to do it when they're seven to protect them. Right? But it's whether you like it or not, your kid's going to be 16 and they're going to be sneaking out of the house at midnight and they're going to be doing something that's wrong because everybody does. Is it okay? Of course not. Do you advocate for it? Of course not. Do you let it slide? Of course not. But this trying to put them in a bubble and doing everything for them and trying to get ahead of any potential problem that could exist because heaven forbid they're too young to hear it or they're too young to experience it. It's the world, you're, you're crazy. The world is changing. And I'm not saying that we need to like start explaining to Michael what like S&M porn is, right? I agree that like that may be too young for that. But in the same respect is we have always been very upfront about what situations are and what they mean from what his little brain at eight years old can handle. It's basic conflict resolution, and we're not allowing our kids to be able to no. build that being one of the most important skills that anyone can learn. Could, well, is the basics mm-hmm. of just, you have conflict, how do you resolve it? The problem is the parents want to get involved. The parents want to, to want to have control, and it's a control issue. Right. And, it's, and it comes from a place of love, and I get that. But the reality is, is that every time that you fight your kid's battle for them, Mm-hmm. Every time that you come to their rescue, mm-hmm. for some reason, and maybe the, maybe it's something that it just builds from when they're when they're learning to walk. Mm-hmm. Are you the parent that, as this child is learning to walk, falls, mm-hmm. falls down and, and hurts themselves? Are you the one that runs to them to pick them mm-hmm. up every time? Well, and you see, you we if were at you, the damn you, beach the other day. And this mom starts sprinting across the beach as if their child is drowning. So Which everyone we thought, we thought we're, we're like, oh no. So like we turn around and it's just their daughter like got her toy taken away by her brother yeah, and sure. was crying mm-hmm. in the, it's just, but you see, that's not, but it's, it's the same reason that's why not an exception anymore. It's the norm. And that's right. a problem. And that's, <laughs> and that's where maybe it starts. Maybe it starts where the child is, is crying and you don't allow them to soothe themselves back to sleep mm-hmm. very early on. Mm-hmm. Right. When they're walking, you don't allow them to fall. You pick them up every time. How in the hell are they going to learn to literally stand back up? Mm-hmm. And if you are parents that are allowing that to happen, right, you are allowing your kid to be able to figure those things out or learn those skills. What is causing you? to retard their progression, Mm -hmm. right? To stop their growth as these other things go on. And maybe it's because people don't look at it that way, but it is so black and white. And the one thing I keep wanting to bring up as you keep talking about the idea of your kids are going to lie to you and they're going to do these things. And it's, I think the quote originates back to Ronald Reagan, but it's trust, but verify. Mm -hmm. Trust, but verify. That's it. Mm-hmm. You just need to understand that they're not going to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And if that's too hard, if that's too real for you, mm-hmm. then it's then trust what they say, mm-hmm. but always follow up. Right. Because that is what happens is that the families that get lulled to sleep is that Michael for sure is soft spoken. He's super sweet, but he will lie. Right. And the problem is that if you don't think he will, then they'll continue to get away with it. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to come on the back end. You have to verify what they're saying. And that's the issue to where it's in no way, if there's a situation where something goes down with one of our kids, there's no parents that are there to see it. Mm -hmm. 
we're never, ever going to take what our kid says at, at face value. value. Of course not. It's, you're going to take what the other kid says. <clears throat> you're going to take what our kid says. And you're going to use you're gonna your damn brain. Somewhere in the middle. You use common 50, sense. 50, you like, know okay. how your kid reacts and responds. For sure. And the, you know what I'm saying? And that. So it all oof. comes, it all comes back around to where it's, it's being considerate of people's time because it's the one resource that we're not getting more of. Right. And we're going to be hypersensitive to it because we have so little. And guess what? Right. Everyone is going to feel like they don't have time. Right. Because you only know as much as you can handle. Right. You know, the one thing that we talked about over these last three weeks of having a change to our family environment is apparently we are capable of more than we thought. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, that's to the brink, debatable. Right. But, but to the brink, it's going to kill me, but, but to the brink right. of, of a break. But the reality is, is that we were capable of doing a lot more than what we initially thought. Right. Things suffered without a doubt. Right. Right. Different areas of our life suffered, but it definitely allowed us. But we talk about this often in our family where it's, um, you very much attributed to like giving birth, right. Where it's, I thought something was hard until I actually had kids. Yes. You know, it's just like, oh, like this was really hard. But so it's like, well, how was, how was the workout? Well, I mean, it wasn't like have a baby hard. Yeah. That's and my so bar. And all of a sudden your bar, right? Your bar, this threshold, right? That has been established is like the bar of, of what, um, you know, you compare everything to everyone's bar is different. Of course. Of what they can handle. So everyone is though going to say when they say, I don't have time for sure. It's, I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe that you believe you don't have time. Right. But the problem is, is that it won't, those excuses don't fly for right. those of us that it's like, okay, what time do you wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. It's something that I even say to you oftentimes. Excuse you. But I do. It's fair to say it. Is it that is. the reality is that you say, it's like, I don't have time to do this. And it's like, well, you wake up at 530. I wake up at three. You see what I have to deal with, yeah, people. It's awful. <laughs> no, but that's but that's where that's where it's, you don't get any sympathy. No, there's no sympathy, no, and that's I get where that. it's just like you just if it's a priority, you get it done. Right. But that's what makes us so upset is because if time is a limited resource that we have, mm-hmm. and then someone takes that time, right? They take that time from you, and so that's for everybody is just, that's listening as well. Just yeah, just try to if someone's waiting on you to do something. Or if you're in charge of something, just simple, flipping communication, uh, acknowledgement and appreciation of the other person's time. If you're going to be late or something is delayed or something needs to change or something's not right, just a message, a, hey, this is what's going on, or I will be, can we reschedule this to this because I, I don't want to take your time here and I don't have enough time. Just, just talk. And people don't do that. People, their first thought is, I don't care. And that's a problem. Start caring. Start caring about freaking other people. And you respect, respect, right. re, re, just respect if, time and respect people. And if there is a problem that is going on, then just try to acknowledge that the person that caused the problem may have more going on than what meets the eye may have one more to tie. I wanted to bring this up and I totally forgot of it. Um, I had seen a post that got shared that I had shared from a few years ago of like this blog that this mom wrote. Um, 
about getting nasty looks like in, you know, the store because her child was throwing a tantrum. And then sure enough, a few days ago, my friend had posted from high school, had posted something about how um, they had had a long day and she's got like, I think an 18 month old and um, then had a long day and they decided to go to dinner and it wasn't like a super fancy restaurant or anything. And their kid lost it. They decided to go out for dinner. They were out. I don't understand. They're my hero. Okay. Well, yes, that too. But (laughs) it's, they went out to dinner, right? And the kid is losing it. And they, and she said, I had this woman that kept giving me nasty looks. And then finally the woman yells across the restaurant. I would never let my kids act that way. And so for my friend, of course, it's a million things go through your mind. You right. get you get the mama bear where literally it's, where's the goddamn knife on the table? I'm going to come up and stab this woman in the throat, right? You have that going on, but you also are so overcome with emotion that you literally just, you want to crawl on the floor and hide under the table and weep. So what she did is probably what I would have done is just immediately grabbed her son yeah. and, and left yeah, and then cried for a real long damn time. Sure. And that is a problem. And it's, it's, you know, what my post had shared about this, this woman that was getting looks in the store and someone eventually said something to her similar of those lines of just like, I can't believe you let your kid act this way. Like this is a tantrum and this is a problem. And, um, lo and behold, you know, the woman's like, what you don't see is really important. And her son was autistic and like, you know, an alarm went off or a sound went off that like really triggered something. And it was so deep within him that, of course, he had an overwhelming experience right, got overwhelmed. Yep. and reacted in the store. Yep. And for everybody else, it just looks like you have a naughty kid, yeah, and spoiled, you, spoiled brat. a spoiled brat and you're not parenting your kid. It's taking just a fraction of a second to consider the fact that what is going on with that family has a there's a lot more there than what meets the eye and how dare you give and but everybody does it right everybody judges somebody else because it's it's instantaneous for our survival right we we have just learned from evolution that you have a split second first impressions matter so much on how you feel about somebody right. of just being able to read them quickly to determine if they're a threat or not but it's gotten to the point where there's this, you know, in terms of generational separation is that everybody thinks that they're better than everybody else. And that's a problem because nobody is. And instead, and you, mom shaming is a, is a big problem. And instead of being compassionate, instead of being considerate and understanding that Again, there's more there than what meets the eye that people have lives that are lived well beyond that minutia of a moment in which that experience happened matters. And that's what I'm really getting sick of. I know that, of course, there's there's always going to be issues with with my my sons. And again, I'm not admitting that they're not at fault. I know that Jack-Jack has a lot that he needs to work on, but I'm just so sick of people assuming instantly that because of one incident and one experience that it defines my son in a certain light. 
and that they feel the need to let me know that. And while I understand their perspective and I understand their anger at the moment and I understand their need to protect their own kid, it's also really frustrating because nobody just steps back to consider where we are. They don't realize that literally 99% of the day that Jack is existing outside of that experience, he's working on being better and we are trying to teach him to be better and that matters. So just just think about other people for just a half a second and consider their time and consider their situation before you jump to conclusions. I think the end. Is it the end? Yep. The end. Goodbye. Make it stop. It won't stop. How do you stop it? Hey, thank you for joining us for our podcast episode. Do you have a topic or an idea that you'd love to hear us cover? Leave us a voice message right in the Anchor app or on the Anchor page for the podcast online. You can also reach it at bit.ly slash message underscore it's possible podcast. Again, that's bit.ly slash message underscore it's possible podcast. Also, do you really dig what we are doing here on the It's Possible podcast? Do you feel like you just have the overwhelming sensation that you want to help buy an extra gallon of milk to help us feed our three growing monsters each month? Well, then we want you to do that too. We would hate to take away that opportunity for you. You can become a monthly supporter of the podcast today by going to bit.ly slash milkfund underscore it's possible podcast again that's bit.ly slash milk fund underscore it's pod possible podcast we appreciate it very much we appreciate everybody that gives us feedback after each episode and we appreciate all of our monthly supporters helping make the podcast and our mission of doing what we want to do possible we appreciate it Lastly, wherever you listen to our podcast episodes, we ask you to subscribe and leave us a review. This helps you get alerts when we drop a new episode. It also helps others find the podcast when they search for us. It'll only take you a minute or two, and we sure get excited when we see some love that comes our way. We appreciate your time, and we appreciate you joining us for today's episode. Till next time.